Welcome to Movie Heaven, Movie Hell with me, Simon Aiken, and... And I'm Keith Isles, and we are both independent filmmakers who enjoy discussing movies and related media. And for this uh, tribute episode, we are pleased to be joined by uh, a friend and fellow actor, Ben Shockley. So welcome back to the podcast, Ben. Hello there. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. I was almost wondering, (laughs) as you could probably tell from that intro, how do I describe Ben? (laughs) (laughs) So obviously you've you've been with us before, uh, which is is always great to have you back. Um, Although obviously in this particular case, it's uh, Mm. it's obviously a sad occasion to have you back on because uh, this episode, well, it it was actually your idea and, um, you know, thank you for suggesting it, but... uh, You, you, you know, sadly, we lose uh, people in the world of film and television, whether in front of or behind the camera. You know, we, we lose dozens of them on a weekly basis, which is always very sad. And of course, the older we get um, as individuals, the, the, the more of our childhood heroes and influences and whatever um, sadly pass and of course a a few weeks back as it will be when this this gets released um we were very sad to lose burt reynolds and uh i know ben from our many conversations that you're a uh a massive fan of 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 burt and uh we felt only fitting to 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 honor the great man uh with one of our movie heaven movie hell tribute episodes so that's what's kind of got us together uh for this one Cool. <laughs> Have I killed it there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, well, I mean, you know, as we usually make these things sort of uh, personal to our own stories, as it were, um, and we always start with the guests. So, do you want to, as I said, Ben, I know you're a massive uh, Burt fan. Uh, you know, we used to talk a lot about Clint Eastwood. But often in the same breath, you would say that Bert is just as important. So, yeah, do, do you want to give us a bit of uh, background on on sort of how you came to discover his work and uh, how he influenced you as an actor? Yeah, well, I, I guess I discovered Bert um, in about 1980, I guess. So I've been a fan of his for, jeez, oh, what's that, 38 years, pretty much. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, um the Mean Machine, one of his uh, films from 1974, um, was the second VHS film I watched <laughs> back in 1982 or 83, I think it was. Um, so really from there, uh, and not not just the Smoking the Bandits, which of course I love, and the Cannonball Runs and that kind of stuff, I, I also really believe he was a very underrated actor, and and a lot of people don't know much about his work. Um, you know, we're talking about someone whose career began in about 1958. So he's had pretty much, a, you know, a 60 year career, um, as you know, you know, starting in TV, um, going into movies, going back to TVs, back into movies again. Um, so I just I don't know. I just looked at Bert and just thought um, he looks like he's having a fantastic time. <laughs> um <laughs> And I heard a fantastic quote the other day from Whoopi Goldberg, um, who said, Bert just loved the business, he loved being an actor, and he loved being a movie star. And you can yeah. tell. 
you know, as we know, he went through his ups and downs um, in his career. But he all, all, always seemed to sort of drag himself back up to the top. Yes. Now, he was certainly a movie star in the, tr- in the, in the old sense of a movie star, wasn't he? Definitely. Absolutely, yes. I think. And, and, and uh, um, I mean, obviously, a lot of people know, but he was, you know, top box office drawer as an actor five years running. And, and, and I'm not sure if that's um, been surpassed or equaled. Possibly Tom Cruise, I'm not sure. Um, but, you know, during the late 70s, early 80s, you know, Bert was the dude, really. No, absolutely. So, Keith, how did you, how were you introduced to Burt Reynolds? Uh, Well, um, again, he's someone who who feels like he's always been there. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, it's weird. My my sort of weird Burt Reynolds connection, if if you can call it that, is um, we're often, you know, sounded like old farts but talking on this podcast about <laughs> about yeah old fart there you go ties in no but we're, we're we're often talking about um i think simon you mentioned on the last podcast about how we only had four channels yes. when we were on tv when we were kids growing up and 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 absolutely yeah grew up in the same era there were the four 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 color tv channels and uh and then um obviously the big thing was the the, the vhs home video uh, boom. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember my parents got a VHS, uh, recorder stroke player, uh, when I was pretty young. And it's weird because I actually do remember the first film that we ever rented, uh, on the VHS player the day that dad had it installed was indeed Smokey and the Bandit. And I think, I think even though the film had been out some years, um, it probably only just been available on on VHS at that point or something to rent, and um, I remember finding it fascinating in in the fact that I was able to watch it with mum and dad, you know, one evening or whatever, then go to bed, and then the next morning, which I'd never been able to do with anything I'd been watching on TV, I was able to go back, rewind it, and watch it again. And I think I probably watched it about nine times in a weekend and just absolutely loved it so it's kind of weird i I have a sort of fondness for um for that particular memory uh in my early life you know um and uh yeah it's weird that of all the films it was actually a burt reynolds film so uh so yeah so smoking the bandit is quite an important one for me because of that Uh, but of course following that I followed his career very closely as well. Um, Not so familiar with some of his television work, um, but certainly his movie career through the through the 80s and um, a lot of which were films made in the late 70s, I guess. But I watched in the 80s and through to the 90s. Um, And then obviously, you you know, he had that sort of big resurgence after uh, a great performance in Boogie Nights, which is a film we've talked about quite a lot on the podcast uh, for Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, but it's also fair to say, much as I admire the man and many of the films that I've seen, there's also quite a lot of his films, if I'm honest, that um, I haven't seen because he, he did have such an extensive back catalogue of films. So I'm still discovering more Burt Reynolds stuff as we go. So that's kind of where I'm at. What about you, Simon? Well, one of the first uh, videos I remember seeing was Cannonball Run. And, oh, yes. Yeah. Love it. 
and you know and the smoking the bandit films uh, you know they were films that we if if we weren't watching it on VHS uh, me and my family we were watching it on TV when it was on you know on ITV and um so yeah I, I remember growing up with those kind of films and then sort of when I was in my teens uh watching sort of you know action films uh, more sort of uh 15 or 18 rated films uh one of my friends had deliverance and I remember hey. <laughs> I remember going around to his place and watching it and um it was for me the 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 revelation of that film was to see Burt Reynolds without his moustache. Yes. Because yes. that you wouldn't I had never seen him without it. <laughs> Up to that point, all the films I had ever seen him in, he he had, you know, that iconic moustache. Mm. And the, you know, it just it it's what made him, you know, that's that's what you you know, if if there's one thing about Burt Reynolds that you remember, it's the moustache and the sort of the cheeky smile and the sort of the glint yeah, yeah. in his eye and stuff. But yeah. Uh, yeah, to sort of see him in a more serious role and without the moustache was quite a revelation. That's, that's actually a really, really interesting point. Yes, mm. because uh, I'd never really thought of it that way, but, you, but you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> you, you, you know, the, the, the whole... The whole mustachioed, you know, uh, leading man thing. What was absolutely his image, which certainly through the yeah the late seventies through the eighties and whatever was 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 the trademark thing. So that's that's a really good point that he yeah. that he also made a number of films without the mustache. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that wasn't the reason why we watched that film. No, I mean that film is a is a hard eighteen and. Yeah, yeah. There, you, you know, there's all that, you know, because up to that point, never seen anything quite like that film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, but yeah, it was sort of, um, it was just that time when I started watching, you know, me and my friends, we would compare films and, you know, we would lend each other VHSs and stuff, stuff that's been taped off TV and stuff. And that was like yeah. one of them. Uh, we used to talk about, uh, that. We used to talk about, um, all the Arnie films, mm-hmm. yes. Um, you know uh, all the Dirty Harry films. <laughs> it, it was yeah, it was sort of the sort of eighties action flicks of the time. Yeah. The ones that were, you know, as we were, you know, thirteen, fourteen, we still couldn't quite see at the cinema. But um, yeah, and also sort of later in life, seeing other other films of his the more sort of adult films like city heat and um mm-hmm. and mean machine mm-hmm. which uh i i don't know uh, as somebody who i, I gather you're a, fra- a fan of mean machine what did you think of the remake the longest yard with adam sandler yeah i like i bought it i bought the movie uh nice that bert was in it obviously mm-hmm. um playing a sort of a smaller role um it was all right it was okay i have to say i never saw i never saw the british version the vinnie jones version i don't think i've ever got around to seeing it but they did do one didn't they they did do yeah um yeah i believe well, which i believe was called me machine wasn't it yeah i think yeah, it was yeah um yeah i get that one a miss to the truth oh, really? uh, okay. well i mean you know good on vinnie jones to have a, a film career but i mean he he only worked well in smaller roles Right to, uh-huh. to be the lead, uh, you know, it wasn't quite such a draw. 
And as I say, at this point, we already had one remake and then there was another one. And yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but... Um, yeah, one too many. I mean, the thing yeah. is, I'm not, I'm not a particularly a, um, a sports fan at all, but mm. um, when I saw Mean Machine, you know, again, I thought, well, what a fantastic... Uh, movie and you know his performance is excellent in it and there's some you know again some great supporting actors who also make the movie yeah it's very much in the same spirit as the um oh uh paul newman film uh slapshot where it's oh that, yes yeah, yeah where it's that kind of that's the hockey is it ice the, hockey, or the ice hockey one yeah where yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny it's kind of serious but it's also uh it's also tough as well yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. there's no sort of blows sort of taken. I mean, it, as today, these kind of films that were made back then would be sort of more sort of family friendly, and these were yeah. not. These were you know, these were made for adults, and um, sure. Sure. and for us kids, you know, at the time, made it even <laughs> more tempting to watch. Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 Can I just a little? Can I just a little aside here? It's funny that um, like Hollywood studios now chase after twelves. You know, twelve A. You know, mm-hmm. you've got, you got to get to a family audience when really they should be making them a bit harder because you know I imagine yeah. kids today want to see that kind of stuff. They want to see the stuff that's kind of forbidden to them. Mm. Yeah, I must admit there was something um, in that whole sort of. Uh, vhs home video era where um if i was watching you know because my parents were quite cool about stuff like this and also i had a lot of mates that that would get stuff and you know you'd be watching like a a 15 or an 18 film when technically you weren't old enough to be watching those and uh, yeah there was that kind of thing with it where you sort of thought it was quite cool Mm. (laughs) that that you were watching commando or something when you weren't old enough (laughs) or uh you know something like that so i know exactly what you mean yeah Yeah. (laughs) also that was an era where for me i would i would go and see a movie because the actor was in it I'd, Mm. i'd be going oh I'll go and see the new Clint Eastwood or, or go and see the new Burt Reynolds or, or whatever. Um, and for me, that doesn't necessarily happen these days. I mean, OK, I'll, I'll see I like Bruce Willis. I'll see the odd, you know, Bruce Willis film. I'll, I'll see the odd um, Sly Stallone film or whatever or the uh, Harrison Ford. But I won't I won't be like the old days go. Oh, must go and see everything they've done, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even those actors you've, you've chosen there as examples are, are kind of. You, you know sort of from that era or the or, or at least the um the, the the crossover you know from that era into this era but yeah I, I know i know exactly what you mean i mean like as you'd already mentioned i think now you, you know the people who have that sort of pull are probably like tom cruise or tom hanks or you know maybe jason statham on the action side or something but uh <laughs> yeah i can think know. of a couple of friends already who have to see all of those films <laughs> yeah well i wouldn't mind you know i do like jason statham i must admit i've got a bit of time for him as well yeah and he did a remake recently actually of a burt reynolds film because there was a film called heat that burt reynolds did in um like the mid 80s and i believe um Jason Statham made a, did a remake of it. I don't know if it had the same title, but it was the same story, apparently. Oh, really? Okay. It's okay. interesting. Hmm. Oh, I'll have to look at that. Quickly, I've got to tell Simon mm-hmm. that Burt Reynolds did a movie um, in the 90s called... You'll be excited by this, oh, I think. Yeah. 
called Modern Love. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I've never seen it. Okay. Made a kernel in it for some reason, so I've no idea. I have absolutely no idea what it's about because I haven't actually seen the film. But, oh, yeah, okay. just like, hold on, Ben. <laughs> hold on, Ben. A Burt Reynolds film that you've not seen? What's that? To be honest, um, more recent films I, I haven't seen either. There was a time where it was either difficult to get hold of because some of these are TV movies and stuff, mm. and some I just don't think got a release in this country. So there are a number of films of his I haven't seen. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, Jason Statham, um, oh, yeah. uh, Burt Reynolds did star alongside him in a film, which I don't think anybody's going to go and rush out to see. Uh, they both yeah. appeared in In the Name of the King, a dungeon scene. I know tale. it. I've se- I think I've seen it, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well, I've also done, while you were talking there, I've done some digging, because obviously, um, you know, the immediate film that springs to mind when somebody mentions the title Heat for me is is obviously uh, Michael, Michael Mann's Matt, film. Yeah. Uh, but but yes, you're right. He did indeed do a film in 1986 called Heat, which was remade with Jason Statham under the name Wild Card, which ah, I remember seeing. Yes. It was 2015. Um, and uh, yeah, Wild Card was all right. I mean, it was it was just OK. It wasn't amazing. But um, yeah, but that that was indeed a. Uh, an adaption of the uh, of the Burt Reynolds film Heat, which oh apparently was uh, was originally written by William Goldman. So wow, some uh, right. So there you go, some prestige there. God, it's amazing what you learn, isn't it? You think you know loads about films, and then <laughs> you, you, you've only got to start peeling away at the onion, and there's there's shitloads. There you go. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's. Uh, there you go. For, for, for our Statham fans, there's a little bit of <laughs> trivia. <laughs> we, we know we have them. <laughs> so, excellent. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just sort of looking at his back catalogue here, especially during the 90s and sort of looking at uh, some of the films he did. And I forgot he did uh, Cop and a Half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's one to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> did you see it? Have you both seen it? Uh, no, uh, unfortunately. I, not I, sure. Not, it's not as bad as it might sound. It's actually yeah. not a bad film. But unfortunately, what was happening around that time is that <laughs> because of Burt Reynolds had quite bad press before then and uh, his films just weren't making money. So he, he, he did a whole string of films uh, and that was kind of one of them. And they, box office wise, they just kind of died, really. Um, and I believe that was before he, he he got back into TV shortly after that. I think as he realised, uh, he did a kind of little cameo in the player. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah. yes, as himself, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and then he he kind of went back into telly with things like BL Striker. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, no, he, I don't he, no, I don't. I don't remember that one. But uh, actually, looking for his filmography, this is bizarre. Apparently, he made a guest appearance in Beverly Hills 90210. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Talking of the ups and downs, you know. <laughs> well, we know. You know. I, I guess. In a, I know. At some point, we're going to pick our favourite films, but we just have to sort of mention in a way that um, the turning point really in Bert's kind of life and career happened in, in 1984 with the film City Heat. Yeah. Um, with Clint. I guess you know what I'm yes, going to say. With, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, please tell us for the listeners. Carry on. We're, some are aware, I guess you guys will be, that in City Heat, um, obviously, Clint Eastwood and Burt Reynolds are the sort of top box, box office actors around the time. And um, they were like, well, we've got to do a movie together. So they did this film called City Heat, which underwent many titles um, changes. It was Kansas City Jazz, I think it was um, originally going to be called. Um then they changed the title again. They got rid of uh, Blake Edwards, who was going to direct it, um, and got Richard Benjamin, I think his name is, director, uh, who's also an actor. But um, well, I don't know if you remember, but it was literally the first day of filming. You know, they'd been waiting to work together for all these years, having met, you know, at Universal all those, all those years ago. And Burt Reynolds gets his jaw broken in a fight scene on the first day. Yeah. And what happened was after that... Um, as he said, he totally blames himself for how the film turned out because he he said he should have been replaced. He should have said to Clint, "Look, you've got to recast and get someone else in," because um, he was on very heavy painkillers. Um, he'd had his jaw wired up so he couldn't eat food. Um, they had to rewrite the script a hell of a lot, apparently. And it was later on, during sort of personal appearances, he'd start to collapse. And people, this this rumor began through Hollywood that he had AIDS. That's right, because he'd lost a lot of weight. Yeah, that's I remember right. That. Yeah, and he yeah. said the phone stopped in an instant. He said the friends, the friends that stayed with him from that moment on were friends for life. But he said when that happened, the amount of people that never called him again, um, God, I don't know, he couldn't count them. And it turned out, of course, that he didn't have AIDS, um, but someone somewhere brought up this rumour and it killed his career pretty much dead for a, for a time. Yeah, what a sad story that is. I mean, that's... Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that's that's um, that's really sad. But, I mean, and, it, and it's a shame because, I mean, I, I've kind of got, despite its production problems, which obviously I didn't know about at the time when I when I watched it many years ago on, on, on video, but... Um, I've kind of got a bit of a fondness for City Heat, actually, because obviously to have Clint, who I, I'm a big fan of, and and Bert together in the film, um, you know, and then there are some great comedy moments in it. There really are, you know. Um, but it is a shame to think that, you know, that film and that collaboration with Clint, um, you know, with them being great friends and whatever, um, was unfortunately the thing that sort of set his career on a, on a, on a downward spiral is, is for, for many years until he was able to sort of make a comeback. But, um, yeah, yeah, that is, that is a great shame. I mean, after that, he still worked, um, when he became fit enough and, you know, he'd make movies, but as I said, they never really sort of hit their mark. And then it wasn't until the early nineties, I believe, I think again, where he went back to TV and, and then ended up with two Emmy awards for the show evening shade that he was, um, he was a star of. Right. And it kind yeah. of rekindled his career again. No, I mean, there's no doubt about it. The uh, Hollywood can be an incredibly toxic place um, if you get on the wrong side of the rumour mill. And, and I think, you know, and I think nowadays what with social media and whatever, that's, you, you know, that that's that's even more of a problem. But no, it, it, it's a shame. And you're right. He certainly had his um, his ups and downs because because, you know, right prior to that point, he was literally the person that you know the actor that everybody in hollywood whether it was movies or television was talking about you know um 
me and Simon are always talking about our sort of fondness for the for the TV shows that we grow up on. And I know, for example, you know, things like The Fall Guy, which I was a massive fan of as a kid. But but but, you know, that was inspired, you know, partly by Hooper, which was one of um Clint, uh, one of Burt's films with him as a stuntman and obviously the uh, Steve McQueen's final film which was called The Hunter where he was a bounty hunter and uh, the fall guy was kind of a mel- one of Glenn A. Larson's sort of amalgamations of two ideas again and um, y- 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 you know so, so Burt Reynolds influence because everybody wanted you know it to be you know but Burt Reynolds type thing, um, you, you know, was seen everywhere and, uh, you know, pr- pretty, pretty amazing, pretty amazing mm. stuff, really. <laughs> I, I have a, a question for you guys. And I was just thinking about this as you were talking about, um, you know, sort of Burt Reynolds sort of fall from grace. But um, mm-hmm. were you guys aware of that when you were growing up, that period of time that Burt Reynolds had kind of fallen out of favour? Because I'm thinking about it now, when I was a kid, it just seemed that Burt Reynolds was everywhere and it didn't seem like he'd gone away. I mean, up to the point where I remember him doing the voice in uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I was actually aware of, of, of um, like you said, Burt going away as such until, until probably the early 90s because... Um, What's what seemed to happen because of the amount of filmography that he had through the 70s and 80s is and again, to, to your point, you, you know, we didn't have as much content back then as we have nowadays. So Burt Reynolds was one of those staples like, you, you know, like Clint and like James Bond movies and, and whatever that they always seem to be on television all the time. So. Yeah, he, he, it didn't seem as if he disappeared because they would constantly be showing his movies, even if they were, you know, by that stage, nearly 20 years old or whatever. Um, there'd, there'd nearly always be something of Bert on on the TV if you were flicking through one of those four channels, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, I just remember, I mean, I, I guess I was aware in a way because... Uh, as I'm, I have to keep uh, telling people, I'm I'm about ten years older than you guys, if not more. Um, so, yeah, around that time, I do remember the whole City Heat thing, and I remember in the movies he did after that. And I used to, I used to read Screen International around that sort of time when I could afford to buy it. Um, um, and I used to sort of read about Bert's new films like Heat and Malone. Uh, there was another film called Rent a Cop, which he did uh, with Liza Minnelli. Switching Channels with uh, Christopher Reeve. Oh my God! Yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, Kathleen Turner, I believe, was in it. Um, and there was another movie called Physical Evidence. Um, I went and saw these all at the cinema, but I just remember writing, reading about them at the time, and there, there seemed to be quite a negative air coming across from whoever's writing them that these aren't the best movies that he's he's making and he needs to he needs another hit um and then we talked briefly earlier about cop and a half which again actually is quite good i think that's quite a good movie myself but i quite i like the others as well um and yeah so i I think i was um in answer to your question simon i think i was aware that things weren't going well for him and you know, he was addicted to painkillers and stuff like that, like that at that time as well. So he was, he wasn't going, but as he, as he often said, you know, you really shouldn't feel sorry for me because I really had the best time I've ever had, you know, when he talked about look back his career afterwards. And I guess we can talk a bit more about that later about things 
no, in the aftermath of his passing and what people have said and I guess mm. and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I seem to remember, it's funny how certain films um, stay in your memory as well. I mean, I, I, I seem to remember, again, I probably saw it some years after it actually been made, again, on the whole home video thing. But I remember a movie called Stick, which I really enjoyed, which I believe he directed as well, actually. And um, I really enjoyed that because I remember they had this this absolutely mental stunt scene in it. I mean, this was all obviously pre-CGI and whatever. Um where this this albino character like falls from a building firing a gun as he fell and 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 you know it was like a proper stunt and uh i just remember absolutely you know being sort of blown away by that at the time thinking that was just like one of the one of the most amazing things i'd ever seen <laughs> you know ironically that guy was a stuntman who played the part obviously and he he did the stunt when he, he without giving too much away well, I'm going to spoil it, I suppose. He, he goes off the balcony, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, yes. But um, it looks, the angle looks uh, looks brilliant because you... <sighs> well, you see his face. I mean, it, it, it's like... Yeah. yeah. And the ironic thing is, he died a year later um, in something totally unconnected with making a movie. He was out in the desert on his motorbike and, and was killed. Oh, my Lord. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that story, but uh, oh, that's kind of sad. But but also kind of bizarre when you when you look at well when you look at the stunt that he did in this, which as I said at the time, uh, it it did it totally blew my mind because I believed that this guy was falling to his death because you could see his face and you could see he was falling and it was obvious it wasn't like some awful rear projection thing and obviously it was pre CG and all that stuff so it was like my god you know. <laughs> this guy this guy really did it his name was dar robertson i believe just to just for the record oh fair enough i'll, t I'll take your word for that ben i know you're the expert on all this stuff <laughs> i read it in a book so it must be true <laughs> oh it must be absolutely if it's on imdb it's got to be true right <laughs> yeah right just looking at the uh poster for this i actually remember seeing it in the the video shop but I, I never did rent it but it's the the image of burt reynolds holding the machine gun <laughs> where, that's um, right that's right and he's standing yeah. behind uh what looks like he's like he's smashed in the glass and, oh yeah, you know, that's yeah. Right. i was like i remember well, seeing that and that was such that was such a strong image but uh i never did yeah. get to see the film well the weird thing is and no one i think i'm people think i've gone mad but I have definitely seen two versions of that film, two different versions of that film were released. I know for a fact that they reshot some stuff in it because um, they I've just read about it recently and they, they put the um, the release date uh, back because they shot it and they've gone, God, this doesn't work. Well, presumably the studio looked at it and said this doesn't work. So they went back and did some reshoots. Now, I've I've seen two versions of that film. I don't know whether they're both available. Um, I know Sticky's available. I think you can get it somewhere. But I, I'd be intrigued to um, to see if I'm if I'm, my memory is correct. Okay, that's interesting. It changes it quite a bit. In the, one yeah, of the versions, I've seen it, it's more about the movie business in a way and about making a film, which is kind of odd. And then the other film is is not that at all. No interest because because it's based on an Elmer or Leonard novel yeah yeah absolutely but um but as i said it's one of those oh god you know when, when you look back it's it's funny how things just stick in your memory and ha, no, no pun intended um but um but 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 yeah that that was one i always kind of remembered 
specifically for that stunt. And also there was a uh, there was a joke in it. Um, what is it? What what is what is the last thing that enters a bug's uh, mind when he hits the windshield? Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's his ass. <laughs> <laughs> which which again when, when i was young i thought that was quite amusing but yeah. there you go <laughs> it's the way you tell them it's the way you tell them exactly exactly that's uh yeah you're probably right ben there's probably is uh two versions out there i mean um the, the, the old age old story of studio interference rears its ugly head again i mean you mm-hmm. think we'd be mm-hmm. over it by now but we're still seeing it I mean, especially yeah, yeah. about a film we're going to talk about in the next episode. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, just to, I was going to say, just to get, well, hopefully the people listening will be just as intrigued. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm just trying to find out, actually, while we're on as well, about if there is another version of Stick. You've got me kind of on a mission now, but... Um, because sometimes they have online about alternate versions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what? I can't. I've looked, but I can't seem to find anything at the moment. But um, but yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, interesting one. But uh, um, yeah. So is there, is there anything? <laughs> I was going to say that's that. It's funny how we've got onto that film, but that wasn't necessarily the one we were going to talk about. No. But, uh, no. But, it's quite random, actually, from his <laughs> filmography. It's incredibly random. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's a film that he directed, so that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think that was kind of kind of what brought my attention to it was the fact that uh, you, you know, again, like Clint, he was he was one of those actors that was able to um, to direct as well. Not 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 sure he was necessarily as successful as as Clint's been, but mm. um, but but you know, he had enough star power um in that era to uh to, to to give him the opportunity to do that as well and um from from what i know those those films weren't weren't bad at all you know the ones that he did direct they they, they were decent you know and decent. really different from each other too actually yeah right because apparently it, it was gator was his first directing film then was it is that right yes yes that's okay. right yeah wow okay that was because that was quite a bit early. that was non-mustachioed but wasn't it gator uh, that was no that was moustache that was 1976 oh, he, he, oh, did, okay. he did do a, um, a prequel to that uh, in 1973 or whatever called uh, gay um uh, what was it called white lightning which is the same character ah okay yes and, and that, he hasn't got a moustache in that one. Oh, well there you go it was <laughs> so you're right there but same character yeah yeah. Um, but he made a really dark movie called The End uh, in about 1978. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. Don't think uh, I have to be. It's kind of a black comedy, but um, it's. I don't know how to describe it really. It's kind of got. Dom DeLuise is in it as well, and um, it's it's kind of about suicide, really. Okay. But it's. Yeah, but it is, it is a very dark comedy. It is funny. But it's also bloody hell at the same time, you know. Yeah. Ah. Okay. So yeah. Well, he had a he had a long and varied career, um, and you know it's very it's very sad that uh, that, he, that he's not with us anymore. But um, but you know certainly got some uh, some classics there to uh, to to pick from anyway. 
I mean, are we going to talk about what you know? What is is his project? He was hoping to be in next and stuff like that. Or do you want to do that later? Uh, well, we're under no set format here as such. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I guess. Well, let's 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 get on to that. Let's do it a bit chronological, and let's let's get on to that maybe later. But yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're winging it somewhat. To tonight as people listening will probably gather <laughs> but uh, but hey sometimes sometimes they're the most fun ones so uh that's all good so so ben i mean obviously i know this is almost like an impossible question for you because you, you love so much of his work and and rightly so but we did sort of ask you the, the only prep we did too for the show was kind of uh ask as we're called sort of movie heaven movie hell and out of respect we're not going to pick any hells although we might have already mentioned a couple <laughs> but um uh we, we asked you to pick what you know what your choice if you had to choose one burt film to talk about as movie heaven what would it be so um well what what, what have you come up with on that side of things well, I'm I'm not going to mention some of the ones that I I, I would would have liked to have. I'm, I'm going to go for something that's slightly different, and I am going to say Sharkers Machine, which is um, a detective movie he made in about 1981. Um, yeah, I'm just going to read a little bit. I hope you don't mind um, that you wrote one of his biographies. When Clint Eastwood was going to make Everett Ray Bit Loose, he sent me the script to read because he was a little nervous about doing comedy. I told him he was getting into my territory. And if it, was, if it was a success, I'd do Dirty Harry Goes to Atlanta. When he heard about Shark's Machine, he sent me a telegram saying, you weren't kidding, were you? So in a way, <laughs> Shark's Machine is his answer to, to Dirty Harry. Now, Shark's Machine is, I think, a real, a really class movie, basically. Um, a, a little rundown on the... On the um, synopsis very very briefly um bert plays tom sharkey uh it's a detective who's demoted to the vice squad after a bus that they go on goes wrong he and his team stumble across a mob murder uh tied to prostitution and the government and that's basically the basis now it's not strictly action all the way um there's a lot of comedy in it some great character actors again um got people like uh, charles durning in there brian keith a uh, guy called Vittorio Gassman, Earl Holloman, um, Rachel Ward's in it. She plays the love interest. Um, I just think it's a really, uh, it's just like a really interesting movie. Um, I haven't seen it for a few years and I really want to see it again. Um, but it's got, I won't, again, I don't want to be, a, I don't want to spoil it because I know Keith, you haven't seen it yet. And I don't know whether you have Simon. No, um, I haven't seen it. No, but there's, there's a, a period in the film which you th when I, I went and saw it at the cinema and um i was watching it and i was i really enjoyed the beginning of the film it was really going brilliantly and all of a sudden i, I was like oh my god this is really slow it's a really slow piece in the middle of this film all of a sudden all hell breaks loose and it's just amazing an amazing slow burn of a build-up i think I don't. I won't go into much, much, much. I uh, don't want to go into too many details in case you sort of guess what I'm talking about. But you'll, you'll when you see it, you'll, you'll know what I mean. Um, but I just think everything, everything clicked. I mean, I know I'm when we did the Blazing Cannons podcast a while back, and we were talking about favourite films. You know, I mentioned Dirty Harry and what a fantastic film it was. Um, for me, this is Bert's, Bert's equivalent, really. Oh my God! Which, which, which makes me want to see it even more because. Um, <laughs> 
uh, I, I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, you, you know, I said to you when you mentioned this, and I was like, oh, I'm actually embarrassed to say, you, you, you know, here's me hosting a movie podcast thing and always having lots to say about films and, you know, going on like I've bloody seen everything and and all this sort of thing. But just despite, despite, you know, when, when, I, when I laugh at it, you know, I think of all the films I see with BAFTA and the London Film Festival and Fright Fest and, you know, all nighter retro screenings at the Prince Charles and stuff like that. And, uh, you, you, you know, the, the, there are things that, that do slip by and, and I'm actually massively embarrassed to say that, um, you know, I, Sharky's Machine is one of them. And um, I was trying to sort of wrap my brain as to why I'd never seen it. Because obviously it's one of those uh, posters that at the video library and on the back of movie magazines, you, you know, was really iconic. It was sort of Bert, mustachioed Burt with a, with a, um, like a 44 Magnum or a 357 Magnum or something. And then Rachel Ward standing sexily in a doorway and a fur coat and all this. That's sort of really iconic. And I'm like, why the fuck haven't I seen this? And I seem to remember what it was. As I mentioned earlier, my mum and dad were always really cool at um, at letting me watch stuff before I was old enough on, on, on VHS and whatever growing up. But often what they would do is they would sort of, before sitting down as a family to watch something, sometimes they would sort of screen stuff first to make sure it was appropriate. And I think Sharky's Machine was one of those films that I seem to remember my dad thinking was slightly too violent and maybe slightly too sexual for me to see at the time. And it was one of those ones that I didn't watch at that point and then kind of never got round to watching afterwards and it's annoying because i tried to find it to watch for this before before we recorded this and um it's not on netflix at all uh which is annoying and it's not on amazon prime uh, what you if you want to watch it you've got to actually rent it uh through amazon prime which i was perfectly willing to do but unfortunately what with uh, work and life this last week it's been like crazy busy so I, I haven't actually had time to sit and do it but but the fact that you sort of describe it as you, you know Bert's answer to um you, you know Dirty Harry as as Clint also hinted to in that passage from the book uh just just makes me <laughs> want to see this even more because it sounds like it's probably a Burt Reynolds film that would be right up my um you know, alley of taste, you know? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it's, uh, you know, the comparisons with Dirty Harry, um, it's not, it's not, it, it isn't really kind of based on, on a, on a Dirty Harry character because in a way, although, although his character might be a loner partway through the film, you know, he, it's Sharky's machine, which is definitely this group of people who, who he, he finds and gets together to try and, you know, um, get this kingpin, you know, who's, uh, who rules the area sort of thing through prostitution and stuff like that but but it's a real it's a real definite ensemble piece and and, and i guess because he directed it as well uh it, it's an added bonus you know right oh that's one of the ones he directed as well okay. yeah that's cool but i'm like you like you know as we were talking earlier it's very it's very difficult to get hold of um a lot of Burt Reynolds work because I guess at one stage he might have been considered out of favour or something and, and a lot of films weren't re reissued I don't think I mean I had to get hold of I got Sharky's about two years ago on a triple bill um, DVD region one with Hooper and Stroker Ace 
Um, bit of a weird mixture. It is, yeah. I was going to say that's old. Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It was considering to me, it's 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 a it's a classic. Yeah, even that is quite difficult to to get hold of. But of course, you can bet your ass now. Um, a lot of his work is going to be easier to come by because you know, ka-ching, ka-ching, which is the sad thing. I mean, I wrote. I remember about two years ago, um, I wrote to. Um, I think it was coming up to his 80th birthday. I wrote to the major sort of TV, you know, BBC, ITE, whatever. I wrote to the National Film Theatre and I said, how about doing an 80th birthday, you know, season of his films? How about that? Um, I think out of all of them, I heard back from ITV basically saying, well, we don't have the rights to a lot of Bert Reynolds films, so we can only show like one or something. Um, I'd love the NFT or to, or someone body like it to actually do a retrospective of his work now, you know, and, and, and sort of show, and that's probably will. I was going to say they, they might well do that now because yeah. the BFI are great at doing seasons. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> after some, you know, as we've said before, I mean, I think Bert really knew he was, he was loved within the business and all that kind of stuff and, and knew he had fans, but you know, the, the outpouring in the last kind of few weeks really has been absolutely massive. And it just makes you think, shit, if only he knew, <laughs> if he knew what people thought of him before he went, you know, it's just the irony, isn't it, of the fucking business. Excuse my language. You, you say you say that, though. Um, Burt Reynolds was doing a, uh, a you know, a promotion tour for uh, one of his last films. Oh, yeah. Which is called yeah. The Last Movie Star or Dog yeah. Years. It's weird. As if it you was, look on IMDb, yeah, it, it says "Dog Years," also known as the last yeah. movie star. Which, yeah, yeah. Which I hope they go with the last movie star because "Dog Years" sounds a bit. No, they have. Good. Yeah, I'm holding a copy of it in my hands as we speak. Oh, oh wow, wow. Yeah, okay. um, I've I've sort of been looking online, you know, doing what Keith did, trying the normal outlets, and it's not on there. Yeah. Yet. Well, the thing is, it's not it's not got a release in this country yet. Um, ah. I actually, I know, I'm done a name drop, but I've actually been in touch with Adam Rifkin, who's the director. Yeah. And I contacted him on Facebook, and he actually got back to me, um, and he said it's not been released in this country yet. It might get a release in October. This was before Bert died. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had I got it on a region one, and I ended up. <laughs> I didn't realise there were more different types of bloody Blu-ray. I bought it on Blu-ray, but it turns out it was the wrong kind of Blu-ray, and I can't watch it on my Blu-ray machine. Ah. Yeah, it's a Region A. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I ended up oh. having to get a Region One and watch it on my laptop in the end. But yeah. it is actually it is a fantastic little movie. Yeah, and a great a great last movie for him, literally. You know. But my point being is that he he did a lot of the chat shows and stuff and sure, sure. when he was doing you know talking about his career and his life and everything and you got a real sense that he he did know that people admired him and the work yeah, he yeah. did and you know mm-hmm. and he you know he still had that great sense of humor that he sure. sort of shows throughout all the films i mean yeah yeah you know sort of the end credits to the Cannonball films, you just see what a laugh he was on set. I oh, mean, the yeah. fact that, that it was amazing they actually got the film finished, the amount of... It just <laughs> looked like every... They couldn't just get their lines out because it was just... They couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, sure. I know, it looked like a hoot, didn't it? Yeah. It just... Uh, I mean, he, he really was a great actor at balancing that, you know, tough guy but with the humor as well um he 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 probably did that you know better than 
better than Clint and better than Sean and, you know, be- better than quite a lot of them in some respects <laughs> of, uh, um, you, you know, sort of balancing that, um, that, that very fine line um, sometimes. And uh, yeah, very, very, very good. Um, and I see, I, I'm just looking at, uh, I'm just looking at some credits and stuff. Cause I, I was, when I was trying to, um, to find uh, Sharky's machine, because uh, I was trying online and everything to find it just so I could, you know, get up to speed. And um, I did find the trailer. I was able to watch the trailer for it. And uh, I noticed that uh, that Street Life by uh, Randy Crawford and the Crusaders was like um, the, yeah, the yeah. song. But ironically, that same night I watched I'm Really Into Better Call Saul, you know, the, the, the Netflix show, the spinoff from Breaking Bad. And it was really weird because I just watched the trailer to that and I put it on and they had a, a, a sequence in Better Call Saul where they played Street Life by Randy Crawford and the Crusaders. And I was like, how weird is that? How, what, what weird symmetry is that? But, uh, well, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it, it, that song kind of got popular through the use of it on Jackie Brown in the opening credits. Yeah, well, again, um, Quinton was a big, big fan, right, of Bert. So, yes. uh, yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's not surprising. You're, you're right that that was also used, you know, in his film as well. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, because, of course, that's yeah, that's like the opening song, isn't it, in um, Jackie Brown? No, yeah. it's not, actually. It's <laughs> Is across, it not? It's across 110th Street, the opening song. Oh, okay. Wait, Jackie, okay, so it's we... it's it's in the um, it's it's used halfway through the film. I think it's the um, right. Um, oh, um, the Rashomon sequence. You know when they you see the um, the you know when they when she steals the money, but you see it from the three different perspectives. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, an- another great one of your picks there, Simon, for movie heaven when we did Quentin and uh, and a yeah. great pick it was too yeah but yes uh folks go back and listen to that episode that's <laughs> uh it's all connected man it's all connected yeah uh but uh no i, I really want to try and get hold of this um i am really psyched to watch it now uh, again i'm reading here that apparently it was released on blu-ray uh sharky's machine okay. um on uh, april 7th 2015 but uh, i don't know whether that was in this country or uh in the u.s so the the u.s the u.s yeah yeah but i mean uh, i I mean the one place maybe worth trying a place that's known for its all-nighters is the prince charles i mean maybe try and get you know get them interested during an all-nighter a Burt all-nighter that would be great yeah Yeah. i i I remember oh god again memory lane here but i remember when when i used to buy back in the day when i used to buy um vhs box sets oh god what an old git but uh (laughs) when when i used to collect them i had a really cool which i'm kind of sad that i haven't got anymore burt reynolds one that had four films it was it was yeah and it it made up his face with it smiling with the mustache across the uh like an artist's impression of it across the spines and i think the films were um deliverance smoky and the bandit hooper and oh, what was the fourth one? It was across four films, and uh, trying to remember what the fourth one was. But yeah, it it was it was a great collection. But uh, I got rid of all that stuff when I um, 
when 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 I decided to take myself too seriously. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never do so, that. Never uh, do that. What am I doing? But uh, it, it, oh. do you, uh, I, I remember seeing that. Was it the best little whorehouse in Texas? Do you think that was the fourth? <laughs> one? Oh, maybe that was I the love fourth that film one as well. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was it. I, 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 I'm trying to rack my brains. It was one. What Warner Home Video did did a. I, you know, I had like the the Lethal Weapon one and the mm-hmm. Dirty Harry one, and uh, they, they even had one for V, the TV series, and all, yeah. all, all these things. They used to have all these collections, and there was definitely a a Burt one. And as I said, it used to make up uh, the spines. He used to actually make up, as I said, the, 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 uh, his face with his moustache kind of smiling with the glint in his eye, as you as you sort of described, Simon. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just sort of come rushing back to me while we're talking about it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, oh, good times, good times. <laughs> Indeed. So anything else that's non-spoilery that you want to say about Sharky's Machine? Um, uh, not really uh, because I, yeah, I would give too much away there's some really great set pieces in it I think um, and just what a great cast I mean he knew how to cast I mean obviously he had a casting director but um, he had some great actors in that movie um, I can't I can't fault it I just think it's a great film and I don't want to I don't want to build it up too much Keith and then you watch it and go well it was alright but <laughs> 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 um so, yeah, it'd be interesting what you both think of it, if you both see it at some point. Yeah. yeah. Well, as I said, it's, 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 its poster is so iconic that I feel like I've seen, you know, I almost felt like I'd seen it because it, it had always been there. But, um, but no, I, as I said, when, when I was prepped, I, I realised, no, I've never actually sat down and watched the film ever. And uh, as I said, I find that almost embarrassing. <laughs> this is <laughs> so, how sad I am. I actually have the movie poster from my local cinema when I went and saw it in 1981 and they let me have the poster. Oh, wow. Still it. It's probably worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Something these do. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. But uh, it was definitely one that dad, dad saw, but didn't let me, uh, didn't let me watch. I remember that. <laughs> and I was, I was kind of annoyed at the time, but, 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 you know, he was doing, it was good parenting, you know. He was making a call on on whether or not something would be suitable, and he certainly did let me see things that some people would think wouldn't be suitable. So, um, so I can't I can't knock it at all. But uh, yeah, that that was one of the ones that got through the defence barrier. I think well, I, I, I must have I must have snuck and seen it at the cinema when I was sixteen because uh, yeah, it came out in nineteen eighty one. So I'm yeah, it's an eighteen certificate, so wow. or an X or whatever it was. Oh, Ben, you, you don't want to be aging yourself on this podcast, trust me. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Okay, so, Keith, what would your pick be for Movie Heaven? Right, well, pro- probably not going to be a major surprise to, to people uh, who, who sort of know me and know my tastes, but um, I have to say, much as I, you know, a big fan of... Uh, Smokey and the Bandit and stuff like that. First film I saw on uh, on VHS. So very fond of that and Hooper and all those sort of films. But the one that I think he absolutely kicks ass in as an actor and I just love the film is from 1972 and it's John Borman's film Deliverance, which also starred John Voight, Ned Beatty and Ronnie Cox. Um, and, uh, you know, he's kind of a... Uh, oh, it's kind of a, a thriller stroke some could call it folk horror 
um, yeah. you know, exploitation type film, I guess you guess you could call it. Um, but uh, this was one that I saw on television. So probably w when I first saw it, it was it was probably somewhat edited um, from from the versions that I now have on uh, on Blu-ray and whatever. But um, I, I just remember again being quite young and watching being allowed to watch this but being just absolutely taken up by a the adventure of it the the the, the, the scenery the fact that these these four city guys um go out into the wilderness and they're there they're doing things like you know white water canoeing and 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 walking through the woods and and they've got bows and arrows and they're doing archery and you, you, you know all, all these kind of real manly uh exciting things but i just remember it how, how the film kind of you know manipulated my feelings at a time when you know i was i was still learning about what film actually was and what it meant and uh you know, I remember being absolutely friggin terrified by this. And even even though I didn't actually understand at the time what what was done to Ned Beatty's character in it. Um, and I'm glad I did. Obviously, it would have been quite wrong if I'd understood at the time what what had been done to him. But but still, the fact that he was bullied and, you know, they were mean and they did the squeal like a pig thing and all this sort of stuff with him bothered me. And I'm sure and I'm sure that was probably edited for television and it was certainly pan and scan. So, you know, a lot of that action might have been off screen or whatever. But I remember being really friggin disturbed by it because I didn't like it that the the, the, the slightly chubby guy, the, the one who wasn't the alpha male like Bert was being picked on and and that kind of bothered me uh, but i i kind of like the fact that 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 bert and the others sort of you know came to his defense i mean to an extreme in this film <laughs> but uh but 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 you know and, and it's interesting because as you watch it like as i got older and watched the film over again i was even lucky enough um john borman did a uh, a q a with this at the um at the bfi um, shortly after I'd moved to London. So I was able to finally see it on the big screen and, and hear about it. But it's funny how when you watch it, um, you know, as you're older and in, in, in different social climates like we have now, how, you know, it's not necessarily as as, as, as black and white as, as it initially appeared. You know, you suddenly realise that these, these city guys you know, come to the wilderness with a huge amount of arrogance um, that they bring with them. And, you know, they kind of encroach on the territory uh, of these hillbillies to a certain extent. And, 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 and you, you know, you, it, it's one of those films that I think has works as a as a as a, as a spine chilling, uh, gripping adventure film. But at the same time, it does have a lot of other interesting layers and, and social layers, which I think in today's world, you know, you have an even slightly different viewpoint on. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't want to sort of tell the whole thing and give away spoilers in case there's listeners who haven't heard, uh, hadn't actually seen this film. But, um, but for, for me, uh, in terms of, of, of plot and uh, directorial, um, directorial style and performance all round, including uh, the great Mr. Burt. Um, 
I, I think this is I think this is a fantastic film and 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 yeah it was a bit of a no-brainer for me to pick as as, as my my choice for movie uh, movie heaven so that's uh, you know John Borman's deliverance uh, check it out guys it's 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 pretty frigging cool <laughs> I actually yeah. heard a, a really nice story about uh, deliverance it's, it's you know it's funny to say you know a nice story about deliverance in the same sentence but um, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> but this this shows you what uh, Burt Reynolds was like you know as as a person uh so John Borman was looking to uh car he was looking for actors to play uh the rednecks and uh Burt Reynolds recommended uh, a friend of his which he refers to as cowboy <laughs> And the thing is, with Cowboy, he he told John Borman he can't read. And so mm. they get him in, and John Borman just says, could you read that first line? And the guy's <laughs> looking blankly at him, and Burt Reynolds goes, he says the line for him, and, he's, and then his friend, Cowboy, repeats it, but does it in his own way. Um, <laughs> I think the line is, put your pants over there. And Cowboy went, oh, put your pants, you know, put your panties down or something like that and <laughs> they loved it and the thing is so because he couldn't read the script and stuff um he actually did a lot of improv and he mm. came up with the iconic line you sure got a pretty mouth oh, <laughs> oh dear yes and isn't isn't that just the nastiest iconic line out there <laughs> yeah. but the thing is uh, that Burt Reynolds said in this interview that, uh, you know, even up to this day, he'd be driving along and somebody would pull up next to him in the car and, <laughs> and, and lean over and say that line to him. <laughs> Followed by old fart. No, I mean, um, y y yeah, it, this is... I mean, I, you know, you're right. This is this is non-mustachioed Bert, um, and it's definitely best. well, it's definitely alpha male Bert in this yeah. film, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's the alpha male out of this um, this group of city boys, and um, you know, he was in fantastic shape when he made this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's it's cool because the other thing about this film, I mean, I, you know, what we were talking about with stick with the stump work is the stump work in this film is absolutely superb. You know, all the all the whitewater rafting stuff, um, absolutely amazing sequences, amazing sequences. And uh, yeah, I just I just think this is one of those films again that you know, I don't get bored of watching. And if it happens to be, if I'm flicking and it happens to be on, you know, mm -hmm. I can easily get into it, you know, and, and watch right. it. And, yeah. you know, it's like, like with psycho or, you know, another number of other films, but you know, uh, they, they're, they're ones that I can just watch any time, mm -hmm. even if, even though I know it kind of scene for scene, word for word. Uh, there's, there's always some, there's always something to, to, it's it's always entertaining and there's always something to take out of from it so um mm. yeah so so that that for me is 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 uh and it, it it's quite possibly the first thing i ever saw burt reynolds in as well actually because even though smoking the bandit was the first you know um vhs rental uh as i said i'm, I'm i think i saw this on television maybe a year or two beforehand um i don't know it's all kind of hazy back then but um <laughs> but uh I, I definitely saw I, this was this was one i seem to remember it was on bbc one so there was no there was no um 
there was no adverts or anything, but I, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. It was edited for for language and content. And I seem to remember. I mean, obviously, this is something that all um, nearly all, all all broadcasters do now to, to to cover themselves, and they 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 do that disclaimer about it includes scenes that some people may be offended by or whatever. And I think even back then. Uh, there was some sort of announcement on the BBC prior. It said warning, you know, it, it includes scenes for mature audiences or something like that. And uh, I remember looking at dad and he was like, oh, you're all right. I'll turn you away if it's anything too bad kind of thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, but it's 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 funny. It's funny the things you remember. Um, yeah. But yeah. but I love this film. So yeah. Uh, yeah, can't, can't, can't. I, I could rave on about it all night, but as I said, I would get into total spoiler territory. And I just think that uh, if anyone's anyone's still listening to this and, and haven't seen it, go, go see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's much more available than his other films. Actually, the Deliverance is something that's fairly easy to come by. Um, you know, most places sell it. Uh, it's certainly available online. Um, you know, and to stream or buy. Um, so yeah, this, this, and, and it's often shown on television as well. It's often like, mm. uh, on, on the BBC late night or, or something. So it's, it's quite accessible. It's, it's one of the more accessible Burt films at the moment, I think in the, in the sort of dom- public domain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what about you then, Simon? Um, I'm going to be, uh i'm gonna pick two actually because i think it's Ooh. well <laughs> oh, you didn't tell me and ben that we could pick two did you Simon? well <laughs> deliverance would have been my other one <laughs> I, i'm picking two because uh both films are uh ensemble films which okay really but was one of the stars and so um my my picks would be um Cannonball Run, and Boogie Nights. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, two good picks indeed. Um, Yes, Cannonball Run for me is 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 a total nostalgia pick. It's a film I saw a lot when I was a kid. You know, um, that and and the second film as well. Sometimes both films kind of bleed into each other because you sort of. Like which one was Jaws in, and which I know uh, Jackie Chan was in both of them, but which one was it when he was with Jaws? And yeah, I yeah. find that with those yeah. as well. I yeah. think I saw them back to back, perhaps. Actually, yeah, the, which the, one's the... Roger Moore in, and which one's you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, the both of them are are great and um, really enjoyable, and you know, sort of Burt Reynolds is kind of the the, the linchpin of this he's uh you know the, the guy we're following the guy we're hoping is going to win but he is surrounded by all these other uh celebrities or wacky characters who mm-hmm. are all playing it for fun i mean the fact that roger moore was sending himself up as james <laughs> bond was a great laugh absolutely and i mean obviously roger moore we we've done our own tribute episode on mm. as well um but uh but, you know, the fact that what I particularly liked was the fact that this was the film where Roger Moore gets to drive the Aston Martin DB5, you ah. know, and it, it, it's cool that it's that it's Roger, you know, getting to drive what what's all, was always known as Sean's car, 
so uh yeah that was that was very cool <laughs> <laughs> and i have to say he 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 helped but reynolds really held his own the fact that he had dom de lees with him sort of you know scene stealing all the time i mean captain chaos <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing to think at the end when they lose the race because Captain Chaos has to go and save a cat from the sea or something. Yeah. And he tears the thing and he's like, you're not Captain Chaos. And he's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be Captain Chaos anymore. I want to be Captain America. Yeah. Now it, it, it's a laugh. And I mean, what was great about this as well was all the, you know yes it had very colorful characters and stuff which was great and the comedy was great but also all of the car stuff was awesome wasn't it you know yeah you had yeah. cool cars and you know great great car scenes and whatever in these films but but i i, I like you simon seem to I, I have a trouble you know distinguishing which one is which out of the two films because uh, i'm not sure how long afterwards the sequel came around but it was it was fairly close wasn't it i think it was, within yes. a year or two uh, something like so there might be you, three years yeah there was two years 1981 was the original cannonball run and 1983 mm-hmm. was uh, uh, the okay. second one. Oh right okay this is fair enough or am i looking at the wrong one uh oh no sorry 19, 1984 sorry uh smoky and the bandit part three came out in 1983 yeah, when the less said about that, the better. Yeah. <laughs> well, you That's mean cameo only, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was less him, but yeah. I mean, uh, as it was said in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Smokey is the bandit. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Cannonball Run films are, are, are st- you know, still a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Up to yeah. this day as well. I mean, um, definitely. It's been a while since I've seen them. Uh, they don't get much play on TV, but for a time there, they used to get a lot of play. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think in the second one, uh, the what one of the the because they were dressed up as uh, like a, a army general with That's a driver, right. and they pick up the two nuns, which one of them is Shirley MacLaine, and the other one yeah. went on to be his future co-star in the TV series in the nineties. That's right. Yeah. Yes, she was in Evening Shade with him, I believe. That's it, yeah. 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 So that was, you know, that was kind of, you know, it's funny how these things kind of work out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With my second pick, Boogie Nights, um, you know, it's just a great film. And, you know, it's it's such a a kind of understated part, really, for Burt Reynolds, because he is not the star of it. Um, he is playing the sort of a father figure, the guy who's mm-hmm. sort of keeping this band of misfits together mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to sort of uh, make a living out of all this. I mean, the, the whole bit when he's going on about uh, we'll never shoot on videotape, it'll always be film. And then, <laughs> of course, you know, making the switch when he realises that uh, you can't you can't make money from film anymore. Everybody just wants a videotape. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it was you know it was it was good to see him in a part where, I mean, I think up to that point, 
I only really if I if I thought of Burt Reynolds, I always thought of him in sort of the more comedy roles. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of, I mean, outside Deliverance, I hadn't really seen his other sort of dramatic roles. You know, where he's playing it straight. So mm-hmm. for me, that was kind. Of, it was a bit of a revelation to see him. You know that he could play a character, and he wasn't. Um, you know, so reliant on the sort of the smile and the, you know, the raising mm-hmm. the eyebrow and the twinkle in the eye and stuff and just, you know, play a character and play it really well. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, he got critical acclaim for this as well, which, mm. uh, and, and rightly so. I mean, it's a, it's a great film. Again, it's been one of our picks, hasn't it? When we've uh, yes. talked about poor Thomas Anderson, but, um, uh, you, you, you know, um, I can't, anything but agree with you really on this it's uh it's a great performance and um yeah but it's definitely part of the ensemble but a uh you know a key part of the ensemble um so uh yeah yeah, yeah. it works great well that's yeah. that is the nice thing about boogie nights is that uh, nobody really is left out of the ensemble there isn't that one person who doesn't really get much of a storyline everybody's sort of well covered everybody has a, a story arc you know they all they all have like a, a sort of equal billing in that film which is you know a, a really good mark of a, a great filmmaker because mm-hmm. you know how many films we've seen where it has been an ensemble cast but they do kind of some of the characters get sidelined or you know you, you never find out kind of what the the end of their story is mm-hmm. uh, at least with um, with boogie nights you do you get to sort of to see all that yeah i mean it's it's a great screenplay it's a it's a really it's a really uh well written um and 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 paced movie absolutely mm-hmm. it's it, it really works ben from your side as a sort of mega fan um any any thoughts or comments on on Simon's picks there, or any other honourable mentions that, uh, that 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 you want to flag up? No, I, I have to agree. Um, Cannonball Run is one of my sort of favourite films as well. Um, also, Boogie Nights because, as you say, it's a bit of a revelation because it's a different sort of role. But definitely with Cannonball, it's one of those films you can probably watch any kind of weekend, um, and obviously love the outtakes. Love the outtakes on Smokey too, as well, mm. uh, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But no, just a lot of fun. I mean, I have seen um, Cannibal Run 2 more recently. Um, they did show it on one of the other channels um, quite regularly, in fact. And again, it's obviously, it's not as great as Cannonball, but I have to say... It's still fun. It grows on you. You know, you're yeah. watching it, you go, do you know what? Look at the bloody cast he's got. Mm. I mean, he's got Frank Sinatra in it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, some of the usual suspects and, and even and even other people, you know, either fa- other famous people. Um, uh, Mary Lou Henner, I think, is the actress we were trying to remember who who was the other actress ah, uh, yes. in the car. No, again, great choices, and obviously deliverance as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could have picked, I could have picked any of those. You know, the only reason I picked Shark is because it was one that maybe not so many people sort of knew about. Mm. Um, Embarrassingly so, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, but it's like, um, you know, one of his quotes. One, of, you know, he used to be self-deprecating, wasn't he, about about himself? And one of them was, you know. His, in fact, I think Clint Eastwood, after he part, after Bert passed, he, he sort of used the quote on Twitter, was to say, Bert used to say, 
the sort of movies that I make are the ones that they show on uh, airplanes and in uh, prison so you can't leave. (laughs) 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 But, you know... Yeah. Now, I mean, I mean, one of the things Bert was really good at as well was was the whole breaking the fourth wall and, you know, looking at the camera. I mean, mm. he, 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 he was an absolute master at that, you know, because um, he'd do it with without actually kind of ruining the film as a result of it, you know, because <laughs> it's again, it's a really that's a really tough balance to do. You know, the, the minute you you break the fourth wall, you know, you're you're destroying the suspension of disbelief but there was something about his his charisma and just the way that he'd do those things that you 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 kind of went along it's almost like you knew it was Bert playing the character and because you liked Bert you automatically liked the character well you're kind, kind of, of in on the in on the joke aren't you i mean there's yeah. a famous, famous scene from smoking a bandit where he's um being chased at one point um one of the many times he's been chased, obviously. And uh, he drives around and behind this building and the car slows down, stops. Don't know if you remember. Yeah. He's looking down. He looks straight in the camera, does yeah. his smile, looks and away and drives off. Pulls away, yeah. Goes back to Laurel and Hardy and people like that who who kind of... And Oliver Hardy used to do that a lot. And I, I'm pretty sure it's some sort of homage to him. That yeah, kind of yeah. Bring instead of as you say instead of um, b- b- putting you off uh, your stroke of watching the film, it, it kind of brings you into it in a way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he wasn't he wasn't a uh, a method actor by any means, was he? But um, but but you you know he was he was an out and out movie star, and um, and and again, you know, we talk about influence that 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 scene that you're describing there from Smokey and the Bandit. I am sure that Magnum PI, you know, the, the, the bit where Tom Selleck looks at the camera and smiles and pulls away in the Ferrari. Mm. Yeah. I, I am sure that was absolutely inspired by, um, Bert in, uh, you know, right down to the moustache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if I could just add here, I mean, you know, Bert Reynolds, you know, it wasn't just his movies, obviously, and his TV. I mean, he he did some great chat show stuff, you know, with 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 some of the greats. He also had um, this thing called the, the Bert Reynolds Dinner Theatre in the in the late 70s, which was almost like a repertory theatre um, where lots of Hollywood actors would come and be in plays that they wouldn't necessarily get the chance to be in. People like Martin Sheen and Elliot Gould and Ned Beatty and people like that. And then around the same time, he started this Burt Reynolds Institute for Film and Theatre. I don't know if you've heard of it, but yes. it's, it, um, it's about classes and people come and, and do acting classes. And, and one, of the, one of the big things before, you know, before he passed, he, he would do a one-on-one. You could have an acting workshop with Burt Reynolds pretty much. Wow, imagine that. Costume, mm. Obviously. <laughs> uh, but... Um, but thing, you know, things like that, you know, and he's, he's, you know, he did shows in prisons and stuff that they filmed, uh, like chat shows and stuff. Um, and this is all on, this is all coming out on YouTube now, loads of it. Um, but it's just, I don't know how long you guys want to, you know, have the show go for, but I would like to say a little bit more in a, in a minute. But if, sorry, I don't want to take over, so please say stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you, 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 you carry on, mate. It's, it's kind of, uh, you, you know, it's good to have somebody 
on that, that, that you know has as much knowledge and information about Bert as you do. So uh, you, you know, we we love it when we get um, you know experts on a particular thing on to chat with us because uh, I'm not whether I'm an expert, but oh come on, don't play yourself. <laughs> I just down. wanted you, to add you know, that uh, <laughs> it's such a shame that. Um, in two weeks' time, pretty much from when he died, he was due to start shooting his part um, in Tarantino's Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yes. um, playing the character George Spann. Now, apparently, I just found out today he'd actually taken part in the table script read uh, in June with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, obviously, um, and he was apparently really looking forward to the experience and. Uh, his agent said something along the lines that um, um, Reynolds had received several movie offers um, just before his death and negotiations were underway for multiple film roles that he was going to be taking in the next like year or two oh. at the time of his passing. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether people re- remember, but Bert had like a heart bypass in about 2010 Okay. He, yeah. he was ill about 2010. He just found out by accident, really, that he had these problems with his arteries, and um, they they gave him a bypass. And his agent remembers him saying to him at the time, "I don't know how long I've got to be around, but I just want to be proud of what I've done as I walk off into the sunset." And he says, "I can tell you that after the last movie star movie, he was completely fulfilled." Mm. It's just a nice thing to hear. Yeah, you know. No, that is nice. I'm getting a bit emotional. I have to say, I did actually shed a tear or two when I heard about Bert, um, and I'm not sure if there's any other actors I've done that for. Mm. No, no, I I, I know what you mean. And, uh, well, I mean, while we're on, yeah, no, I mean, mean, while while we're on and we're talking about Bert, we should... um, we should also mention, uh, well, I mean, you and I, Ben, we, we were, I think, incredibly fortunate to actually uh, get to go see him be interviewed um, in person. Um, and when did you say that was? You scared me with how far back that was. Cause it- December 2015. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Where the fuck has the time gone? Shit. Um but I mean, that that was great because he did an interview with the Guardian. It was the Guardian, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And uh, it, you know, it was really cool um, to kind of because we were quite near the front, and it was just really cool to be in the same room and just hear him tell these stories, you know, from his perspective and talk about like clint and his relationship with clint and uh you know his rise and fall and his resurgence and all of that stuff it it was just really really uh, i I feel kind of honored um that that, that we got to be in that room and we 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 got to see that interview i'm quite i'm I'm really it's one of those things that i'm really pleased i didn't hesitate and and actually did rather than be saying now oh i wish i'd gone and seen him you know when he was there because I've, I've done that with so many people <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm glad in this case i actually took the ball by the horns and uh and and did it and uh it was it was fascinating wasn't it it was a fascinating yeah, yeah. he's as i said earlier you know he's one actor i never ever thought i'd ever see in the flesh and you know as you said i was yeah absolutely chuffed when i was i just found i think i found out completely by mistake that he was going to be in london um being interviewed uh, by this lady called hadley freeman I believe her name was that's right 
Well, you told me, I've got you to thank because you were the one who told me about it and said, do you fancy going? And I was like, yeah, let's do it, you know, and uh, I'm really glad we did. <laughs> uh, me too. And we got the free book. I mean, he was, he, Bert was actually giving away his, his free autobiography as well, which was excellent. Yes, no, abs- absolutely. It was. We, we were very fortunate, very fortunate to um, to have been in that situation. And uh, th- 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 there's a there's a lot of heroes, whether they've been sort of in front or behind the camera over the years, that have uh, done various Q and As. And I haven't got. I thought, oh, I'll go to that next time. And then sadly, they pass, and you think, oh shit, I really wish I'd gone and seen that now. So. Um, yeah so uh very sad that bert's passed but you know i'm i'm as i said i feel quite honored that i got to uh to go and see that and 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 you know i'm actually embarrassed stroking ashamed uh at how many of his films looking at his filmography that that i actually still haven't seen i mean i've seen i've seen quite a few of them and most of them i've seen on multiple occasions you know many times but as I said, you know, things just like Sharky's Machine, which is a classic there, not having seen ever seen that, um, y- y- you know, and, and, and there's a lot. I don't think I've seen that film Heat that you were talking about either. Uh, I'm pretty certain I haven't seen that one. Well, so, I, I, uh, I just wanted to just quickly, I'd, I'd like to sort of mention just just about five movies or something that I would recommend for people to have a look at if they if they're up for watching some Bert they hadn't seen. Um, do it. If I, yes. Could I? No, I mean that, that's what that's what this podcast is about, um, okay. Ben. It's the the whole. Hopefully, we're reaching people that you know they listen to this and be somewhat inspired to maybe go and watch some of these films that they haven't, um, me included. So, <laughs> so <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's the man who loved cat dancing, great western, which he did. Um, the man who loved women, 1983 film. Uh, there's WW and the Dixie Dance Kings, which probably no one has heard of, but it is a really fun movie. Pre, obviously pre-Smoky, but it's a, again one of those what I'd call a good old boy movie. Um, Lucky Lady, which was a great movie set in the twenties with him and Liza Nella and Gene Hackman. Um, that was seventy-five, and also in nineteen seventy-five, a, a police movie called Hustle, um, which is also great um, with Catherine Deneuve. Um, See, I haven't seen that. One really weird one, I'll just mention, I could mention loads, but I won't. Um, there's a movie, movie he made in 1989 called Breaking In. Ever heard of it? No. Okay, directed by Bill Forsyth, who directed Local Hero and Gregory's Girl. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, written by uh, John Sayles, I believe. Um, it's just a movie about he's a, like an aging safe cracker type thing and he gets this young guy under his wing to sort of teach him the ropes and that sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it was, it's a real kind of character. Again, if you look at it, you'll go, wow, that's a real character. So, again, a real character sort of role. But again, because at that time he wasn't on a lot of people's radars, it was, again, I think it was one of those films that was missed, really. Oh, right. When was that made? 1989. Oh, OK. Well, breaking in. Yeah, OK. Yeah. But, you know, all I'd say is, and I'll shut, I'll shut up, is um, for people to have a look at the IMDb, go and check his work out and randomly pick some stuff and, and you know, see what you think. He's just, you know, he, there's more, as I said, I, I believe there's more to him than, than the good old boy, you know, that we, we know and love, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, all actors only wish to have a long and varied career don't they and um uh y- y- you know i'm sure there's 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 
dozens of things that he'd have liked to have tried out that were that were different to what he did but at the same time he's still got what is it like something like 189 cre- acting credits so <laughs> that, that that that's not a bad innings as well you know so <laughs> yeah that's yeah, uh but it's 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 a real shame that uh that you know this this film with quentin um yeah. is 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 not going to happen with him now that's that that's that's a real shame because that you would know have been what awesome. I'd like to, to see, but I don't think they'll do because it might change the, the whole pace of the film is if they could do a little homage to him in it, where they show a clip of him in something on the TV during a scene or something, or they do a scene where they do CGI and someone has a scene with him. I mean, anything's possible. Mm. Uh-huh. Hey, well, if it's, if it's Quentin, I'm sure he'll try and, you know, Put it if there's some way they can have a reference, he's the man to do it, you know, <laughs> or, a dedic- so. or a dedication at the, at the least, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Here's, here's a question for you, Ben Did uh, mm. Burt Reynolds do any singing? Is there any songs with Burt Reynolds? And you know what? I've got the album <laughs> <laughs> on vinyl. <laughs> Well, so you might get an audio cameo from Burt Reynolds then in the new film. You might get a song. What's that? You might get an an audio cameo in. Uh, you never know. You know you Tarantino. Know. He loves his obscure music. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, he did a whole album. Um, check it out. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's still available, but yeah, I've got I've got an original version of it. Um, it's from like I think the late or mid seventies, anyway. Yeah, I've just looked it up. It's nineteen seventy three, and it's an album called "Ask Me What I Am." That's right. But he also <laughs> sang a song uh, for the um, "Smoking the Smoking the Bandit" two soundtrack. He did, yes. Called yes, "Let's Do Something Cheap and Superficial," um, which is actually on the album too, which I also have, obviously. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but is it, is, it, is it as good as Clint singing? Oh, well, that's a duet I'd love to have heard. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine that. Well, do you know what? I don't think Clint was that bad. No. I mean, if Lee Marvin can get a a number one song with uh, Wandering Star, well, you know. Well, well, yeah. But he's he's classic. I mean, I love love Wandering Star as a song. In fact, I think Hank Ewanger's a damn film for for a while. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that would have been funny, wouldn't it? A duet with Clinton Burt. Yeah, there's, there's, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, does anybody have any final words to say? Um, well, I mean, you, you know, sad as it is that, that, that we uh, have to do these sort of tribute episodes, I sort of like the fact that we do get to uh, to remember, you know, some of our uh, heroes that are no longer with us. And obviously, you, you, you know, there, there are so many that we could literally do this every week for somebody. But, uh, but at the same time, you know, um, you know, when, when Ben happened to mention this and I said, I just thought, yeah, yeah, that would be a great idea. Obviously we, we did one for Roger Moore last year. Um, and I think the previous year we did one for Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee, didn't mm. we? So, um, you, you, you know, there are certain, uh, there are certain icons that, uh, that, 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 you know, we, we talk a lot about their movies, uh, throughout, you know, the, the, the hundreds of episodes that we've had <laughs> and, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it, it's, it's good to, uh, 
it's good to talk about but and sadly missed but uh, a man who had a uh, uh, you know a good career yes it, okay it had its low points which were depressing for him but um he also had massive success and uh, yeah, you know uh, and a legacy to leave behind here so um yeah that's that's all i've got to say what about you ben well uh, pretty much everything you said um yeah gone but not forgotten um definitely an icon um i think people now will discover more about about him now uh i would definitely recommend the last movie star as a movie to watch and i'd also recommend a bunch of amateurs which is a film he made a few years ago which was actually the royal film that year um great cast um have you seen it guys no uh, no, I haven't. I, I remember hearing about it. Well, he plays this like aging, aging Hollywood star called Jefferson Steele. He's like an action hero, and uh, he's on the ropes in his career. And his agent um, gets an invite. He thinks to play King Lear at Stratford upon Avon. Well, it turns out it's called Stratford St John, and it's a, a very small um, amateur amateur theatre company. So he turns up. <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, to play that's brilliant. King Lear, of course, he's not best pleased. Um, but it's a really good cast and, and definitely worth a watch too. But yeah. Bless, bless Bert. Yeah. Bless him. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Simon? Any, any final words? Well, on, I just, on Bert? you know, it's, uh, you know, another sort of childhood hero is gone. Somebody mm. who I used to watch on, you know, on TV a lot. And, uh, you know, it's always sad, uh, to see him go, but, uh, he also had a, a, you know, a very long life. He had a, a very good yep. career. Uh, he, he's made a, a lot of films, which I realise now I, I have to tr- go and go back and sort of plug those holes I've, you know, I've got mm-hmm. that I've not seen. Um, you know, we've still got a few films coming out with him in it. You know, yep. if you look at IMDb, he's, you know. He's, mm. There's still you know, a couple of films after the the last movie star that, to come out, and so we still got a bit more of Bert to look forward to, and yeah, um, yeah you know it's he's uh, he's somebody who's not going to go away. He's not going to be forgotten yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. His films are still going to be on TV and still going to be shown and. You know, and uh, he, that was his sort of gift to us all, to you know, the sort of mm. gift of of comedy and and just being, you know, overall just a, a great human being. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. kind of said, um, "I may not be the best actor in the world, but I am the best, the best Burt Reynolds in the world." <laughs> hey, <laughs> there you go, there you go. And I think that that's a great line to finish on. It is. Yeah, it is. So, Ben. I <laughs> no, no, got it right. <laughs> Take two. No. <laughs> so, we, we always like to give our guests um, an opportunity to, uh, while you're on, to mention any, any work or any projects um, that, that, that you've got out there. And I know, obviously, you know, we've, we've had you on to talk about one of these. So, uh, you, you, you know, if you want to say a bit about it and where people can find it um, and anything else going on, that would be great. Well, I guess you're talking about the Blazing Cannons. I am. <laughs> um, yeah, a buddy spoof cop movie. Um, well, we've got uh, a trailer online to that on YouTube. Um, 
Uh, we've also recently acquired a worldwide distribution deal for the film um, with a company called ITN. Um, we're not quite sure when the film would officially be released as such. We know that Germany have either bought it or interested, so that means they've got to dub us all into German, which should be fun to watch. <laughs> uh, that's that. We're hoping to, to have another screening of it in London in December, but that's not definite. Um, but if if we are, then I'll, I'll let people know. Uh, I'm working on another... I've just started acting in another feature film, which I started shooting last weekend in someone else's film, um, which I can't tell too much about because they don't want any spoilers and the title they don't want out there, so I can't really say anything about that. It's not It's not a big, big movie, but it's a, it's an indie film and I'm very excited about it. It's, 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 got, it's a great script and yes, great sir. card. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Okay. Thank you. Apart from that, um, bugger all. <laughs> Well, that's not strictly true. That's not strictly true, is it, Ben? No, I suppose not. <laughs> Talk to you um, also, Rebecca Gold, of course, which yeah. is the web series that myself and Keith are involved in, uh, directed by Ian Diaz, who, incidentally, was the first person that told me about Bert passing by texting me. Oh, oh right. Okay. Thanks for the heads up, Ian, on that one. But, yeah, looking forward to um, yeah the release of Rebecca Gold on, I think, the 1st of October. Is that first- right? First of October, I believe. Um, in the meantime, if you put Rebecca Gold uh, web series into Google, there is a, uh, a YouTube pl- page with a trailer and some short prequel f- um, short films uh, to go with it. And obviously, I know Ian. You know, we'll, we'll have more on this uh, in upcoming episodes. But um, uh, prior to its release, Ian is just trying to get as many uh, light and subscribers to the youtube page as possible so um anyone listening to this that hasn't done that yet please uh check out rebecca gold web series uh it's also got a lot of presence on facebook and and all the social media outlets and um yeah hopefully uh I'm looking forward to seeing it because even though I'm involved in it, there's a lot of the film I'm not involved in, so I'm quite looking forward to seeing the series um and yeah we we are being told first of october so by the time this episode airs it'll be pretty soon i guess Mm. yes yeah yeah and uh where can people find your other work keith Oh, right. Yeah, no, I've pretty much done it all, haven't I? Now, uh, yeah, OK. Uh, I mean, for, for other for other and bits and pieces, if you put British Isles, that's E-Y-L-E-S, into um, uh, YouTube, you can find some short films there that I've written, produced and directed and acted in one of them as well. Uh, and any other credits of mine are listed on IMDb. Um, so, uh Yeah. And, and and what about you, Simon? I know you, you, yours links into this as well, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find my work, as always, on independentrunnings.com. Um, you can also check out the trailer for Modern Love, which uh, uh, doesn't... You, you don't see Ben in it, but you do hear his voice. <laughs> that's, that's enough <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to seeing it, actually. Really. Mm. Yeah, it's it's coming along. It's uh, cool. we're we're we it's getting closer to being finished. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's um, I'm excited because um, every day 
we're just getting closer and closer to it to being done so yeah 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 i mean uh fingers crossed it will be finished before the end of the year so cool. i'm looking forward to showing people the film and uh you know and getting it out there and uh also sort of then moving on to the next project because <laughs> yeah because there is other oh, stuff i want to do can I quickly mention Kaleidoscope Man, which is another film I've got coming out, directed by Simon Cox, and I play sort of a cameo sort of role in it. Well, okay. not cameo, it's just a, a role in it. <laughs> I'm trying to big myself up there, sorry. Yes, yeah, so I played a cameo in that film, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's and cool. also, and also, and also, I suppose I better mention this podcast as well. never ends. It, it, it is. It's the podcast where we just plug ourselves. But no, Ben and I also... Um, uh, well, we've acted together in quite a lot of stuff, but we, we did, uh, we acted together in one of Mike Tack's uh, short films called Judge, which uh, I don't know whether that's actually, it's, I think it's still doing the festival thing. So I don't know yeah. whether that's actually out there to see at the moment, but uh, Apo- Apocalyptic Conservatory is where you find um, Mike Tack's work. And uh yeah, I mean, you know, hey, let's spread the word while we're here, right? Exactly, <laughs> so. exactly. And as always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and all good podcast providers. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Movie Heaven, Movie Hell. And please leave us a rating and review. It all helps. So, uh, bringing this podcast to an end... <laughs> I'd just like to thank uh, Ben for coming on. Thank you, and for suggesting that we do this. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, even though it's kind of like the saddest of times. And uh, I hope that you will join us for the next episode of Movie Heaven, Movie Hell.
out we're all a bluff The waste of time with questions 